Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Darlene Chu Bryant, um, and this is Darlene's So Future podcast. Today, I have uh, with me Dr. Bruce Pickering, our Senior Advisor on Policy for Global SF. And today, we decided to talk about the challenges uh, and why we have the challenges that we do in the state of California, the land of innovation. So welcome, Bruce. We've been talking about this for days already. Um, and the whole genesis really for the new economy conference, right? not just the pandemic, uh, but because we are the state of California. Yeah, it's been an interesting uh, set of discussions that we've had and are continuing to have, because I think what you're seeing is that as we, uh, we discovered two things that were really, I think one was that these trends are not new. There are very few new things that came out of the pandemic, but what did come out were sort of massive acceleration of the previous trends of um, you know everything from working at home and you know home shopping but also the way we work the way we interact with one another all those things were important and I think accelerated some of these uh, negative trends some positive ones too but some of the negative ones that we're you know seeing the fallout uh, fallout from and if I look you know where we look forward I think it's likely that these will continue and affect the state uh, you know even more um, and in some cases it hasn't been as what we expected I mean housing for example is a huge problem now we all know it and it seems to be getting worse rather than better despite the fact that more people are employed and a lot of people are working in new places so anyway uh, and and the thing is I think we also talked about uh, regulation uh, you know, with legislation, the way legislation is being written uh, by our state legislators, right? Whether they're regulating or legislating and, you know, providing guidance and guidelines versus uh, regulatory. And it seems like a lot of the work, because uh, because we are being quote unquote regulated, that, you know, it, there's, uh, there's a lot of stimming going around. Um, and that, you know, even with the um, housing, the, one of the reasons why we're having problem with housing, for example, which is definitely one topic that uh, we discussed uh, during the new economy conference is because of, for example, CEQA issues, right? Top uh, 13, right? Um, you know, um, the doing what's right for the social good uh, versus um, what is really right for the greater good. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the issues that we're confronting is the state tends to have these issues. I think there have been some bad policy choices in the past, many of which were legacies of even you know, all the way back to the Gilded Age when railroads were powerful and, and wealthy business industries, uh, business and industrialists could control the state and needed a workaround for it. But what it's created is it's very difficult to manage state where plebiscites happen. I mean, Gavin Newsom uh, recall happens because they hit the threshold 12 and a half percent, which is you know, ludicrously easy to do. And so you find yourself in this kind of feedback loop of perpetually catch, trying to catch up. And what I was struck by was, first of all, the actually the quality level is very high for the, Cal, the senior leadership for the, the state of California. I think most of the people we interacted with you and I during this conference, which was pretty much all the elected leadership, were very, very smart, very capable, and very aware of what the issues are. But the frustration level is very high because as much as these guys are working to kind of move forward, it's a bit like the Dutch boy trying to keep his finger in the dike. You know, there's just more problems than anybody can, can cope with. And it makes me aware of how much we're going to have to work to really reform 
uh, you know, the bureaucracy for the state, but also the way that the state approaches everything from water to land use to, you know, climate change are all going to require an enormous amount of work. Any, any one of them would be a huge thing. And, you know, four, five, six of them, which is kind of what we're looking at, are just kind of beyond imagination in some ways. Yeah, I think it's really interesting where, you know, um, for a state like California, where we, we have the most uh, uh, abundant, we're, we're so abundant in natural resources and resources, period, right? Whether it be uh, even talent for that matter. Um, and there is definitely no lack of talent in the state of California. And in particular, because with the diversity and also the large, large number of immigrants um, that do come in uh, to our country via uh, California, I think that, you know, we really do have, you know, the creme de la creme when it comes to talent. Um, and, but, and, and, but, and the thing is that the way that our, um, our government um, was set up where, you know, it's, it's, I think it's also tough. I mean, from the executive level of the state of California, you have the executive branch, you have the legislative branch, and then you go down to, you know, the, the grassroots or actually the county and the city level actually um uh sometimes you don't know depending on on the area what has precedence over who right it's like okay fine there is the guidance from the state level but the thing is that the city and county level may have precedence and whatever they dictate actually overrules whatever the state uh dictates so it's it's really tough i mean the state is trying to do the right thing the budget uh, whether it's going to be money that, you know, they have generated through tax revenues or for that matter, the last year IPO revenue, right? It's amazing how much the state of California has earned uh, because of the number of IPOs that, that have taken place uh, in, in the last year. Um, and, and even with the federal dollars coming through, it's like at the end of the day, even if the money goes is, is available and in many ways, plenty now for 2021 and now 2022, right? Because I'm sure the money is going to take a year or two before it's actually divvied out properly. Um, it's really up to the local levels, the local cities and counties uh, to decide um, how the money is being spent and actually be able to implement whatever program or plan they set out. So when you talk about regional development, which we actually did discuss, right? And so regional development is really important, but trying to get the cities and counties to work together and get everybody on the same page is, is gonna be a challenge. Um, and, and I kind of feel like everybody, um, I think is always coming, their heart is always in the right place. They to do what's for the greater good but the thing is at the same time people are competing with each other cities and counties are competing with each other when they should be working together and sometimes i think that um it's great to be competitive again at the same time it hurts each other as well and and i feel like i'm going around in circles but it seems like that's what the state of california has been going through as well yeah well uh, i would say orville shell once made an interesting comment he said a little authoritarianism goes a long way uh, and you know you can argue about the degree, but the problem we have now is that many, uh, many of the things that, um, you know, have been proposed for the state now deliberately contradict other areas. There's no mechanism for sorting it out. And I think until we come up with some kind of a hierarchy of needs for the state, some of that's going to be uh, forced upon us. If you look at climate change, for example, that's clearly going to be an issue now that the state is going to have to drop everything to deal with. But, you know, the housing crisis is kind of existential. You had a few more houses here or there, a few more 
homeless encampments, and it doesn't seem to ever reach that critical critical mass where it really needs to be addressed. And I think pretty clearly uh, it does need to be addressed. All these topics need to be addressed. Um, and the problem the state has is I sort of get the sense now that we're kind of, kind of running out of time to deal with it. I mean, the income inequality in the state of California is about the highest in the entire country, which is weird because it's, as you point out, the fifth largest economy in the world. And yet, you know, clearly some people are really getting rich and a lot of people are getting left behind. And it's one thing to be left behind in a lower cost state, you know, Arizona or Alabama or Ohio or something, but getting left behind in California, I mean, that, that same amount of money does not buy you anywhere near what it might buy you in these other states. So I think in a lot of ways, our, our poor have it worse than, you know, poor people in other places. They have some social services, but, you know, is it keeping up? I, I seriously doubt it. So. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I, you know, again, back to housing where, um, you could buy a decent house for two to three hundred thousand dollars. As a matter matter of fact, maybe in some places you're buying a mansion for three hundred thousand and getting it, you know, custom made uh, or custom built for that matter. Excuse me. Um, and in the state of California, you you can probably just afford a condo. Um, it's really scary. Uh, where you know you talk about equity and when it, when you talk about um, income equity, uh, it it includes also owning your own home. Uh, and in the state of California, we can't afford it. And, and you know, you know, who are we pointing fingers at? And, you know, fingers are being pointed in so many different directions, whether it be, you know, Prop 13 or whether it be the unions or, you know, cost of labor or what have you. It's like, every, it, it's like nobody, nobody is taking ownership, right, of what is preventing more Californians from actually owning their own home. And it's really sad. I mean, you know, there, there is, again, so much wealth here in the state of California. Um, and, and actually, and I see even in San Francisco, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, there is a lot given back to building more affordable housing. Uh, and my question is, what is affordable now? What is really market rate versus affordable? And when you say affordable, is it, you know, who can afford it? How much you it's it's you have to find you have to find money to make the down payment you have to find money to you know make the mortgage and if you make the mortgage can you afford the HOAs I mean I have seen people who say yeah sure I can afford to pay the mortgage if it's a BMR um, and I'll find my I'll find a way to uh, make the down payment but the thing is that the HOAs are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, well I think what you're what you're addressing here you know the problem is I think. You know, one of the things I admire the Biden administration for is I think they have a few, and I don't always agree with their priorities, but you get this real sense that Biden and his leadership team have a clear set of priorities they want to address. And they're trying to figure out how to do that um, with a very narrow majority in Congress. Whereas I think in this state, the problem is we haven't really identified what are the primary issues the state needs to deal with. Is it income inequality? Is it housing? Is it the forest, which are now, you know, sliding towards towards obsolescence you know i mean is a climate change so i think one of the problems we have is that you know we're letting all that all this sort of uh, these issues kind of uh, trip each other up and what we really need to understand is okay what is the one issue that above all needs to be solved and just work on it you know and try and get it done and keep you know keep working on the others too but you know make some make some accomplishments uh you know work and i 
I do think you and I are having these interesting conversations with uh, some of the leaders in the legislature and the, the executive side of the, for the state to talk about what are these critical issues. And we're, we're working with some of the you know, organizations like California Forward to try and figure, it, figure these out in a way that benefits all of us. So it's not like, you know, we're not part of it. We're trying to be part of the solution, but I think the issue is until there's a clear sense amongst the public as well as the, the leadership of what the critical issues are for the state, we're gonna continue to have this problem of kind of cognitive dissonance with all these issues that, uh, that we're confronting as a state. Right, and, and I think that the new economy conference, you know, and the workshops actually were so uh, helpful because it actually helped us identify so many uh, pain points and, you know, actually quite a, quite a, quite a few solutions were offered up too. Um, and, and I think that, you know, once we start fleshing everything out where we have already started identifying that, you know, some issues will be taken on by the executive branch and some issues will be taken on by, you know, the different agencies in the state, right, uh, at the state capitol, and then other issues will be taken by different legislators because, you know, they can champion those issues. Um, I'm just looking forward to, you know, where this all actually ends up because I know that th that shuffling is being done now as we speak because, you know, we had uh, come up with so much content um, from, from, from those five different sessions. It was right. a lot to take in. It was a lot, but you know, the good thing about it was, is I think you and I have a very clear sense now of what the real pain points are for the state. And while I, I actually wouldn't be able to tell you which one is my, and it's not because I don't want to, it's just I can't, I, I, I need to do more analysis to figure it out. Um, but I think what's interesting about it is so many of these are interconnected. You know, you have, you know, housing is a major factor in income inequality, which is a major factor in investment and, in, in, you know, and development of, of kind of, of disadvantaged zones in the state. Climate change is its own world, but it's a it's a bad world and it impacts, you know, everything from where people live to how they address, you know, fires and things. So I think what you're seeing is, is this sort of, realization that needs to coalesce and that's what you know, we're trying to do with our partners now as we look at the next stage after the conference which you know if nothing else provided us a lot of fodder for new thoughts and new places to to, to try and make a difference yep absolutely to your point and just to repeat everything is interrelated uh, there's not one issue that is more important to the other but i think that the that the state they have to decide right to your point earlier that you made um they really have to figure out and prioritize all these different issues um and you know what are the low-hanging fruit what is the, what what can we achieve in the midterms and what is the long-term play and you know I, I i always laugh and i say hey one of the reasons why china has been so successful in terms of their uh national economic development right is because of the building of high-speed rail uh which clearly we lack in this country. I mean, we have Amtrak and we have the trains that crisscross, you know, throughout the nation. But the thing is that on a, on a local level, we still don't have that. Uh, nothing of that sort that connects the whole state of California. And, you know, we, I, I, I am proud to be from California, proud to live in California. Uh, and because we're such an innovative state, but um, we definitely do have our challenges. And it also does come because we are such a big state and such a strong economy. So with uh, that- we also, you know, I think I just want to, um, you know, the, the one thing to realize, and I always think this is, is um, we actually end up with these problems first because 
we're the leader in so many of these areas, both you know, kind of intellectually and also economically, technologically. Um, it's the most urbanized state in the in the in the country, and so the problem is for us is that it's easy to make fun of California as the place that you know gets a lot of things wrong, and and we certainly do. But it's because the state is always ahead of the game, and you know if you think you're going to avoid these problems with you know education or, or climate or housing, you know you're wrong. You're going to have that problem in other states as well. They won't be as advanced as we are here, and we may have pioneered some solutions for it. But you know the problem, the test for California is it doesn't have a roadmap. It's always having to create the roadmap that others eventually use, and it's part of the excitement. I think it's part of the reason we have a California dream. Uh, because there is something there, but on the other side, the flip side is you have to reinvent it every time, and that's the tr that's the difficult part. Yep, the California dream, as we said, right? This is the place where dreams are made and created and realized. So, <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah, we work for the Chamber of Commerce in our day jobs, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know what? It was great chatting. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that our listeners um, enjoy. Uh, what we have to share and we look forward to hearing from our listeners as well but do stay tuned for our next podcast uh, coming up next Friday and uh, I'm sure we're going to have another guest and we'll be talking about another topic so thank you for tuning in um, to Darlene So Future Podcast and thank you Bruce for joining me today uh, again you can always stay in touch with us uh, join us at globalsf.biz and check out our Instagrams but otherwise remember to check our podcast every single Friday.